Hello, beautiful souls. We bring you conscious content filled with empowering information. Designed to align you with the fulfilling freedom of activated awareness. I am Rachel Alcyon. And I am Daniel Alcyon. Welcome to to the Ecstatic Ecstatic Existence Existence Podcast. Greetings, global family. Welcome back once again to the Ecstatic Existence Podcast. Wow, this is going to be an exciting show. Yeah, I have been really prepping for it all day. It's been exciting and it's been working me and uh, I know we're going to have a lot of fun and expose um, quite literally a lot of uh, shadows, I think, in, in the collective. So it's super exciting. Yeah, and so if you're tuning in for the first time, what we do on this show is interview leaders in health, wellness and spirituality, conscious thought from around the globe. And today we have a very special and exceptional guest that is here to talk about a unique aspect of our health. I am Rachel Alcyon. And I am Daniel Alcyon. And this is the Ecstatic Existence Podcast. And our guest today is Dr. Leonard McGill. Referred to as Dr. Leonard by his students and clients, he's the founder and director of EnergySexuality.com and the Energy Sexuality Insider YouTube channel. A former contributing editor to GQ magazine, reviews of his books have appeared in People magazine, The New York Times, and The Washington Post. Dr. Leonard is a resident orgasmic pulse practitioner at Master Mantak Chia's world-famous Dao Garden Health Spa and Resort in Chiang Mai, Thailand. Dr. Leonard, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for being here. Yeah. Thank you, Rachel and Daniel. I I appreciate it, and uh, the world needs more ecstatic living, so I'm glad to be here. Indeed they do, and uh, you really contribute to the ecstatic living, and I'm so excited that you're here. Oh, thank you. Well, I do my best. I do my best. (laughs) You know, your area of expertise, even just being sexuality, can often be something that people overlook. I think even people in the healing arts, or that are healing practitioners themselves, might not really consider their sexuality as an aspect of their full health. It's so interesting to me, Daniel, that, um, you know, I, I've probably had 500 massages in my life and not once has a massage therapist in the United States ever massaged my abdomen, you know, let alone anything, you know, below the abdomen, except, you know, they pick up at the thighs. Right. And but even then like, they keep uh, it below our, the knee. Yeah. You know, they, they just skip a vital part of our bodies. And um, I think that that's starting to change, especially I see changes like that overseas. But you're right. You know, it's like, well, what happened to that part of our bodies? (laughs) Right. Well, and, you know, I have a background in body work and massage and and love it dearly. And in fact, um, you know, they teach you to stay away from those areas. And luckily, through some of my continuing ed, I was able to learn how to go into the um, deep into the abdomen and the inner thighs and into the mouth and up into the nose and um, get into the coccyx and do all these kind of, you know, kind of rectal stuff. Um, but it's very, right. very taboo. It's like, oh, no, you do not go where the sun doesn't shine. And I remember having a, a, a male friend in my class, and he had said that he had received some uh, very intense Rolfing-style body work when he'd been in Germany. And mm-hmm. they didn't even ask. They just, like, went right to the <laughs> genitals, you know? They just, like, ripped the towel right. off and started, you know, working everything. And it's so important because all of the leg muscles, all the back muscles, everything feeds into the pelvic floor. I mean, I, I don't know why it's being overlooked. Well, and when you go to a yoga class, you know, they'll do hip openers and they'll say, you know, we store so many emotions in our hips. And uh, so it's not that the, the knowledge isn't there, that we, we know we store a lot of emotions in our abdomen and in our genitals, but we've been looking for a way to access it, I guess, uh, more easily and, and ethically and professionally. And so I think that is happening more and more. Yeah, and I think you really touched on something there is the ethics of it, you know, because it can, uh, anytime you're dealing with the sexual energetics, it can get really messy if people don't have super clear boundaries. And I mean, even if like the client's not fully embodied and aware of what's happening, you know, inside of them and outside of them, it can get messy really quickly. So, and then I think there's also kind of a bit of a stigma, even of if anything, whatsoever is involved with our sexuality or the sexual organs and then there's a monetary exchange right does that border into prostitution and i think some people maybe are really 
conservative around that area for fear of being lumped in with some, quote, massage parlors that are anything but that. Exactly. That, that is really such a particularly American, <laughs> you know, uh, we have we have this lingering puritanical background, but like in Thailand, you know, when I'm massaging people from Sweden and Denmark and Germany and France, there's really very little of that. You know, it, it's, it seems like that's a, a very particular American uh, viewpoint. Of course, you know, tantric massage is legal in many of these countries, um, and uh, they, they all have, you know, they, they can have funny rules around it, but it's not illegal. It's not considered prostitution. Right. So let's talk about our main discussion topic, which is wild. The main yeah. thing that we wanted you to talk about today <laughs> is why vaginal massage is the new cunnilingus. I love that title. <laughs> yeah, what's not to love, you know? But yeah. um, I, I have written down a, a few reasons why I think uh, vaginal massage is the new cunnilingus. So should I just launch into them? Oh, please. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so, well, for example, there's not a lot of guys that are good at vaginal massage. Uh, right now, it's a very small percentage of men that have been trained on it. A lot of men still don't feel comfortable doing it. So if you do take the time to learn how to do this sexual skill, you really set yourself apart from a lot of men on the planet. You know, I like to say there's, there's a handful of men on the planet that are just really rock stars on this, but it's actually pretty easy to learn. And once you get the hang of it and, and practice and get feedback from your partner, it's fairly easy to become really good at this stuff. So that would be reason number one is a man can really set himself apart from other men in terms of the pleasure he can give to a woman. I'd like to interject and say that, you know, a lot of the training that men, especially in the U.S., have received was in junior high, and they just sort of fumbled around there in the dark yeah. and and then right. maybe got good feedback or maybe didn't get good feedback at all and then never went there again or maybe maybe the the woman that they were with didn't speak up and so they just went on thinking that like a particular way felt good when really it didn't so um... Rachel that is exactly exactly what happens and that that was me actually my girlfriend uh, asked me to do a vaginal massage on her I said oh sure you know I thought well, I thought I knew what I was doing <laughs> so I started doing the same thing I had learned in high school and she goes no no wait a minute wait a minute let me let me show you what, what you need to be doing and in like five, ten minutes, she showed me how she liked to have a vaginal massage. And that, that opened up a whole new world for me. But that, that's exactly what happens is men are doing the same thing that they did in junior high school in terms of putting their fingers in and around the vagina. And so many times it's uncomfortable, right. it's invasive, and it doesn't work. <laughs> like you can't just go straight for the hole, people. You can't just right, go right. <laughs> straight for it. Not to, not, not to put men, I'm not trying to put men down because, you know, men are trying hard out there. But um, if you are if you are still doing the same thing you did in high school or junior high school, chances are you could improve. And, you know, on the flip side, male genitalia has its own specific ways of liking to be touched as well. We just happen to be talking about female genitalia today. Right. And but I, I do think men are much easier to figure out and please <laughs> than than women. Right. Because one thing I found out is uh in doing this work is the women are so different. They're not even in the same ballpark. I mean just they're they're in you know, each one is like in you're in a different state. It's it's amazing. But let me give you a couple more uh, reasons. Um another reason why uh, vaginal massage should be the new cunnilingus is it's much easier to run energy uh, in the body and to move energy in your partner's body when you're using your hands versus your tongue. Wow, um, and I brilliant. think that a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people these days are more interested in cultivating sexual energy, being able to move it within themselves and their partners. And it's just a, it's a, it's a quantum leap up when you start using your hands and your heart and your mind together to move energy inside yourself and your partner rather than than using your tongue. Another reason is I've been surprised at how many women uh, appreciate some anal stimulation. In fact, there's very few women I've run, run across that don't like a little anal stimulation. It can vary to the extent, but it's um, it's harder to do that with your tongue versus your hands. You know, so so that would be a, another reason why. Um, vaginal massage is the new cunnilingus because you can add that very easily to the sexual stimulation that you're giving the woman. 
I love that you're bringing that up too because there's so many women out there that would say, oh no, I don't like anal at all. I don't like it. Any, right. Anything yeah. near there. Uh, and in fact, in a lot of my teaching, I had a teacher once and she, you know, she was talking about all of the female pelvic floor anatomy and the, you know, the different cuffs and the way that everything comes together and it makes this beautiful figure eight. And she said, you know, to have an orgasm, the anus comes online, everything comes online. It's this huge, beautiful contraction. So if you like sex and you like having orgasms, you do like anal. <laughs> right, right. Well, like I said, I'm, I'm surprised. I, I meet very few women that do have the attitude just don't go there. But, of course, there's a, there's a gentle, you know, uh, way to approach that and a, and a respectful way to approach it and and some, sometimes what you hear is that, well, yeah, you know, I just, it just hurt when he tried to do what he was trying to do. And, and that's usually just the result of poor technique, you know. <laughs> um, so some other, um, some other things. You can actually last a lot longer using your hands than your tongue. Most men will tire 15, 20 minutes of using your tongue on a, on a vagina and a clitoris is a long time. But 15, 20 minutes using your hands is really nothing. Once you know what you're doing and, and have some different techniques down. Uh, an hour is pretty typical in terms of a, of a vaginal massage session. Right. Whereas uh, to do an hour with your tongue and cunnilingus would be, you know, a marathon. And I feel like the amount um, of pressure needed to climax in particular ways, the tongue just can't, I mean, you'd have to, like, smother the poor yeah. guy, you know? Like, he'd be <laughs> suffocating. So. Well, that is, that is interesting, and if any... If any men are wondering what, what you meant by that, um, a lot of times women can really stand a lot of pressure with the tongue. I mean, you can really press your tongue against them, and then they can kind of move against your tongue, and that's actually a wonderful cunnilingus move. But, uh, but a lot of men do kind of a flicking sort of thing, and of course that's very popular in pornography because it makes for good pornography to see the tongue flicking, but that's really not a very good cunnilingus technique for for long term anyway right yeah um, and that is a problem yeah. too that men are getting a lot of their technique from porn and that's it's just for show it's not really real yeah yeah exactly and and of course um you, you do run into women who've had guys that watched a porno movie where the woman squirted and he's trying to do the same thing he saw in a porno movie and it, it really kind of ruins the whole squirting experience for women because they go, oh, well, that didn't work. It was really painful. And the guy was really intent on what he was doing, but it just didn't work. And they don't even want to try that again, you know. So, uh, but there's, there's probably, that's probably just one example of how pornography is, uh, is sometimes not very helpful, you know. I have a couple more things. Yeah, vaginal massage is really the perfect complement to cunnilingus. So, you know, if, if a man is, is confident and, and confident in cunnilingus, just adding some vaginal massage strokes, some very basic ones, makes the whole cunnilingus experience that much better for a lot of women, probably for most women. And I think one of the most uh, important things about vaginal massage is it puts the man in a real position of control uh, in the bedroom. And if a woman is craving that kind of control from the man where she can just really let go, which you know, a lot of women are these days, you know, they, they're working at these very masculine, well, what used to be masculine jobs, and they're in their masculine energy all day. And then when they come home, when they go to the bedroom, they really would appreciate the man just taking charge. And when you're doing a vaginal massage versus cunnilingus, you're much more in control of the energy, of the pacing, of the timing, you know, different things that you can do. So it really allows the woman to just lay back, relax, and enjoy, which is um, which a lot of women are craving these days. So I did have one more thing jotted down, is that, and that is, you know, for people that are in casual sexual relations, you know, friends with benefits sort of things, uh, vaginal massage is, is much safer than cunnilingus in terms of spreading diseases. So uh, that's just something to be aware of. Um, because, uh, you know, there's a lot of people just out there having fun these days. And this is a safe way to have fun. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So so that's my case for why vaginal massage should be the new cunnilingus. Well, I'm sold. I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> so you might have just begun to touch on this earlier. I'm interested in how in the world did you get into this work? 
Leonard. Yeah, right. not everybody's well, a um, professional pussy I, massager. I, yeah, I appreciate it. Well, um, it, it was a pretty cool. It was just a series of synchronistic events that happened in a very short period of time. I got a new girlfriend, and uh, I actually met her at a David Data workshop, or you probably know David Data. He's a spiritual sexuality teacher and wrote The Way of the Superior Man, which is uh, kind of a classic in that genre of spiritual sexuality. And uh, I met her at a David Data seminar. We started a date, and like I said, one day we were there. I had ejaculated, and um, it was going to be a while before I could get another erection. And she said, hey, you know, how about giving me a vaginal massage? I mean, it wasn't that casual. It was, you know, it was more intimate than that, but that was basically it. And I said, well, sure. And I just started to poke my finger in and out, uh, which bypasses the G-spot altogether if you're just using your fingers to mimic your penis going in and out of the vagina. Uh, it really doesn't create a lot of wonderful stimulation. Um, and she said, no, no, you know, wait a minute, let me, let me show you. And so she showed me, it literally took five to 10 minutes. And within 10 minutes, she was having a great orgasm. And she had like four more orgasms in 45 minutes from me doing the little technique that she showed me. And I was blown away. I said, wow, I couldn't believe I could give that much pleasure to a woman without having intercourse. And so at first it was actually like, wow. That's kind of weird that she can have all that pleasure, and I'm just sitting here using my hands on her. But it dawned on me that this was a great thing, and after that, she gave me a few books to read on it, and I started to research it. And at the same time, I'd been scheduled to go to Dao Garden in Chiang Mai, Thailand, which is Master Montak Chia's uh, resort there. And for people that don't know Montak Chia, he's the foremost Taoist master in the world. He's written over 50 books, uh, the most popular being uh, the multi-orgasmic woman, the multi-orgasmic man, and the multi-orgasmic couple. So I, I went there uh, for some training, and there I met uh, Jose Torreon, who's uh, who is trained by Master Chia in orgasmic pulse therapy, and that is the Taoist version of uh, yoni massage or vaginal massage. It uses Taoist breathing techniques, and and it's fairly sophisticated. And um, Jose just taught me how to do it. He was very generous, and he showed me how to do it. And it turned out he was leaving, and so I took over his job. <laughs> and this all happened within a matter of months. It was very interesting. So, uh, and then I, I've been doing that for this will be my third year going to Thailand and uh, and being the orgasmic pulse therapist at the Dal Garden. And so when you say that he showed you, does, does that mean that you then had a, a demo? You had a, a women, multiple women that were lining up to to be demoed on? Or what did that look well, like? Um, well, I had been, you know, I'd been doing it myself, and I was already writing a book on it, Mastering the Art of Vaginal Massage. So I was, I was doing In fact, I, I interviewed him as a way to research the book I was doing on it. So I already knew quite a bit, but he, he really showed me some, some critical uh, moves and, and, and some critical understanding that really elevated my vaginal massages. And so, yeah, at the Dow Garden, it's just, a, it's just a service that they offer. It's like, you know, you could do a colonic, you could do a, a liver cleanse, uh, or you could do an orgasmic pulse therapy session. It's just, you know, it's on their list of therapies that they offer uh, at the resort. And so, uh, yeah, there were women lining up uh, for this service, and um, it's quite popular there and, and uh, should be. You know, it's a, it's a great service. Right. And so in that setting, there's a particular uh, clientele, and they're already at a particular level of openness and receptivity and comfortability. Um, yeah. So, like, what would you say to the women that just, like, they're just, like, so far from being in that place? Like, how do you well, help them to feel uh, safe and supported and, like, this isn't, like, some weird pervy thing, right? Which it's not. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Well, I guess if I were a woman and I was even considering this, I would want to get a referral from a girlfriend who had gone to somebody and had a very great experience. You can go by websites and and uh, and that sort of thing, but there are no Yelp reviews for this sort of thing. Right. <laughs> um, and it, it, not every woman is ready for it, but um, but most women, uh, in my experience, really benefit from it. Even women that don't think they have uh, sexual challenges per se usually report that it's a it's just like an opening up 
and and things do come up for the most part um and and usually it's a it's a beautiful thing so just the if it's just the idea of doing it then i then i would research a little bit you know my website is a great resource for that energysexuality.com there's a lot of stuff on there and then uh but finding the right practitioner that that is a you know that is another story but there are people that have gone through certification programs they usually list that on the website. They usually have testimonials on there. Uh, but, you know, best thing to do would be to get a referral from your girlfriend who's who's had a pleasant experience. Yeah, and so when a woman comes to you for this service, um, could you talk our listeners through what it what it looks like? You know, like she sure. lays down on a table or like there's dim lighting or like just set the stage for us a little bit. Sure, um, because there is a, a, a set protocol that I use um, and I adapted it from Jose's work. So the first thing would be the uh, comes in. Typically, we've met before someplace. Uh, you know, I don't advertise vaginal massage on the web, <laughs> so uh, I don't I don't see anybody that's either not a referral or who I've met personally. Uh, but I always sit down first for about ten minutes, and I ask them a series of questions. How easily do you orgasm? Uh, do you have clitoral and vaginal orgasm? Do you have any issues in terms of your orgasms or sex in general? Uh, have you ever been sexually abused, of course? Yeah. And those are the those are the main questions that I ask, but depending on their answers, you know, we'll delve a little deeper. And then I always let them know I'm not gonna try to kiss you, I'm not gonna try to make love to you. This is all about you. You know, this is all about your pleasure. So don't even think about you know, uh, getting involved with me because that's not going to happen. I want you to just relax. This is all about you. And once you establish those those ground rules, then um, I, I don't do this on a massage table. I do it in bed for myself, mostly because it's just so much more comfortable for me to do it in the bed. I'll have the woman uh, go into the bedroom, uh, lie down, take, well, take her clothes off, lie down. She can keep her panties on if she wants, if that feels more comfortable for her. She'll draw the sheets up over herself so that her breasts are covered. And then, as I would have explained to her, I sit at the head of the, the like the bed board with my back against the bed board, my legs spread. I'm wearing uh, underwear, boxer shorts. And she puts, she lays down on her back with her head between my thighs so I can work on her neck and her shoulders. So I start by massaging her neck and shoulders with massage oil, just like, you know, a nice massage. And really, the first probably 60% of the massage uh, is just getting the person to relax and get them comfortable. And so what I'll do is I'll take them through a guided meditation. I'll start at their feet and I'll go through their body and do a, a, a full body relaxation using a guided meditation while I keep rubbing their neck and their shoulders. Uh, after that, I'll do a visualization where I drain, uh, I drain the masculine energy out of their body and it's just a very simple little visualization technique. I have them imagine that there's little drain plugs at the back, at the back of their body, the body, the part of the body that's on the bed. And I, I just tell them to take those drain plugs out and let all the masculine energy just drain out of your body down into the bed, down into the floor. And then uh, what I'll do after that is have them put the drain plugs back in. And then I'll, I'll fill their body up from the back to the front with beautiful feminine sexual energy. So that takes about 10 minutes to do that whole guided meditation where the masculine energy is being drained out of the body. And then the feminine energy is being uh, put into the body and then being enlivened in every cell of their body. So that's a, a very nice guided meditation. Those people really like that. Um, if everything is going okay, then I'll switch my positions and uh, I'll go to her right hip and I'll start to do the chinny song uh, massage on her abdomen. So uh, that is a Dallas practice, and it's basically getting the energy flowing through the abdomen. And I'll say, you know, sometimes when you do this, things are going to come up because we store a lot of memories, we store a lot of emotions in your abdomen. So if something comes up, I just want you to breathe through it. You know, if something comes to you, you can tell me, but I don't need to know. The main thing is when something comes up, you just want to keep breathing through it and stay with it. At that point, about 25% of my clients, anyway, will start to cry at some point. 
just doing that uh, Chinny Sum massage on the abdomen, I think that's really because you just give them permission, you know? The whole thing is about them and about letting go of things that need to be let go of. And so um, when they do start to cry, the women that do not, like I say, about 25% of them do, I'll just stop. I'll just hold my hands on their abdomen. I'll try to run energy from my crown through my heart and down through my hands and put healing energy there. And just tell them to just keep breathing and just let it come out. Just let it come out because you need to feel it, you know. So feel it, breathe. And then when that passes, I'll continue. After the abdominal massage, I'll ask them if I might massage their breast. And if they say yes, then I'll start with a breast massage. And I'll explain to them the connection between the nipples and the vagina. Because in Dallas practice, they do what's called a nine-flower qigong where you work on the nipples in a specific way in order to get the uterus um, vibrating and the vaginal uh, muscles vibrating as well. And I'll bring their attention to that because a lot of women have never felt that connection between the nipples and their vagina. So by this time, they're very relaxed. You know, I've been speaking, like I'm speaking now, but probably slower and in a lower tone, kind of like in my hypnotic voice. (laughs) And... um, so uh, so after the breast massage, if, if everything's going well, I'll ask them if I might uh, massage their vagina. And at that point, I'll position myself at their right hip. And uh, if their panties are on, I'll take the panties off. I'll use a lot of personal lubrication. Um, I'll start to massage the inner thighs, really work on the inner thighs for at least five minutes uh, on each one. Uh, work around the vagina. So I'm very, you know, very subtly approaching it over a period of five to ten minutes. When I finally get there, I'll start to gently stroke the clitoris first with my left hand in a um, very light, you know, super light motion, but uh, concentrated on that upper left quadrant, the butterfly spot. If all that is going well, I'll ask if I can put my finger in. And if they say yes, I'll just put the tip of my finger in the vagina and, uh, and I'll just hold it there. I'll hold it there for 10, 15, 20 seconds just to let them get used to that because that's one thing that so many men make the mistake, they just put their finger in, and even if it's a subconscious thing, uh, women can clench up because of past handling or incompetent lovers, uh, their their vagina, their vaginal muscles can just cramp up, you know? And so just a very slow, gentle movement inside, and then just kind of depending on how things are going, there's different strokes that, that can be used inside there, but eventually... Uh, after probably 10 or 15 minutes, uh, we get down to two fingers in the vagina, working on the G-spot, uh, working on the clitoris at the same time, and trying to bring about that squirting G-spot orgasm, which is, uh, for most women, uh, if they haven't had one before, it's a great experience. Uh, but it is very cathartic for a lot of women, and afterwards, they really feel freed up down there. And, you know, if there's anything else to work on, uh, let's say they can have clitoral orgasms, but they really don't feel much inside the vagina. Well, then we're trying to connect those two together so that those nerve endings in the clitoris are actually being felt inside the G-spot as well to wake those up. If they have orgasms, but they don't feel it in their brain, which is an interesting thing that happens. Like one of my first clients there in Thailand, she had like four did squirting G-spot orgasms in about a 15-minute period, and I, I thought I'd done a great job. And I said, well, so how was that? And they go, she's not going to feel anything. And I said, well, gosh, how could that be? But it turns out that that happens. The, the brain is disconnected from what's going on down there. So if that's the case, that takes a little bit more work and probably more than one session because you have to get what's happening down in the vagina connected to the brain so that they experience pleasure. And then, you know, afterwards, I usually don't cuddle my clients because, again, you know, I just want to keep those boundaries. Sometimes I do. Sometimes, like, if somebody's been crying a lot, if they've been through a lot, um, I will cuddle with them. But usually, I'll just put a blanket over them and just gently massage their whole body, just as you would in a normal massage, you know, afterwards. Uh, and just let them come down for about five or ten minutes. Um, and then and then that's it. And afterwards, we'll talk about what happened and you know, if they have any questions, but that's, that's a typical session. Wow. Well, that is absolutely brilliant. And I have so, <laughs> so much to say, and now it's, uh, it's opened up even more questions. So I, yeah, sure. yeah. I love that. 
You know, I love what you said about the link between the nipples and the uterus and the cervix, you know. Uh, yeah. in, in my doula, my doula work, um, which is a, a birth assistant, they talk about that and how the nerves are linked. And actually, that's part of the baby's job of like suckling at the nipple that helps with the, the uterus and the vagina and the cervix to start to kind of close back up and shrink back oh. up and have healing post post uh, labor, which is right, right, incredible. Yeah. yeah that link. The Dallas figured that out 5,000 years ago. Right, right. So, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. It, yeah, it's really amazing. And I love the professionalism that you that you bring to it and uh, and really navigating when nurture is appropriate versus when it's not appropriate. Yeah. I think for myself, if I were to ever enter into this, it would need to be, I, I like that level of professionalism and, you know, uh, structure equals safety. And so I like the clear boundaries. It's so important to have those, and yet, even with clear boundaries, there's, you know, it's it's emotionally charged, you know. Yeah. It is a very intimate. I, I have made the best friends doing this, and it's because I don't have sex with these women. Right. <laughs> you know, as soon as you, as, as soon as you put sex into it, I'm sure it would just, you know, it'd be a totally different dynamic, but it's almost like I, I feel sometimes like I'm their gay friend, you know, that they can really confide in and talk about men and, and their problems. Uh, and it's only, it's only because uh, we're not having sex. I'm just, you know, I'm just there to serve them. Right. You know, and uh, I primarily work with women, and it is my belief that every woman on our planet has experienced some form of sexual trauma. And yeah. so, so definitely, and I also am trained in, in the Taoist abdominal massage as well, the Chinat Song. And so, you know, when you start working in there, it's like all the emotions do come up. Yeah. So I, do you find that women need support after? Like, does stuff come up that feels so big through this experience that, um, that then they need like to get a different therapeutic experience or, or have they already done a lot well, of this work prior to coming Yeah, that, that's a, that's a wonderful question. Uh, that usually is not the case. Usually women afterwards are in a, in a big wet puddle on the bed <laughs> and they're really, they're really blissed out. And, uh, because all these emotions have come out, it's not like it leads to, something that needs to be addressed right then and there. I think if they think about it for a while, something might come to them. But usually after one of these sessions, they're just in a big puddle and really blissed out and and uh, and happy. Yeah, and that's one of the cool things about receiving any form of body work is that there doesn't necessarily have to be a story that goes along with it. It just gets released from the body and then you're free. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's, it's a wonderful thing to witness. So, Leonard, you mentioned a little bit about this hypnotic voice that you have. <laughs> I hear that you combine erotic hypnosis into some of these vaginal massage sessions. So that sounds amazing. And tell me a little bit more about that. Well, sure. It's, um, uh, in my mind, it's like next level. You know, they, they don't do this uh, in the Taoist practices. Uh, but it's, this is just something that I had been uh, researching before I got into the vaginal massage work, and so it was a natural kind of dovetailing between the two. Uh, I'll give you an example of how this can work. Let's say uh, a woman comes to me. I'll just give you a real-life example. So I had a, a woman, I, I just, one of the questions asked her, well, what's your fantasy? Like, what's, what's, like, the ultimate fantasy for you, sexual fantasy? And she told me. And it was something that she was probably never going to enact out in real life. And yet I could put her under hypnosis and have her have that experience under hypnosis. And she orgasmed about eight times in the 40-minute uh, hypnosis session without me even touching her, just doing the hypnosis. Because when, when somebody's hypnotized, that judgmental part of the brain just goes offline. So they're no longer thinking, well, is this right? Should I, is it okay for me to scream or, you know... Uh, can I really think about this? Is this, you know, okay? Right, it's, is that just, weird you, or you, shame and yeah. You, right, you just give them a suggestion. And, and if they are hypnotized and they're into it, they just follow your suggestion. So if you're if you're painting this wonderful picture of this ultimate sexual fantasy for them, they're right there. They're experiencing it inside their bodies. And um, and I found it's just, a, it's just a wonderful adjunct to vaginal massage work. And then you can combine the two, like, Oftentimes with my girlfriend, I'll hypnotize her and I'll, 
I will hypnotize her to believe that her vagina is 100 times more sensitive than usual. And then I'll go to do the vaginal massage, and, and she really is much more responsive when she's in that hypnotic state, and I've, and I've given her that suggestion. So there's, you know, there's all kinds of things you can do with it, but in general, it's a, it's a wonderful way to add more pleasure and to do it in a, in a safe way. You, know, you, can, you, can, you can explore areas that you wouldn't normally explore, uh, of course, especially with a, you know, a relative stranger. If you'd like, I may I can give your listeners some tips on how to get good at that because it really it was surprisingly simple. I, I had read I'd gotten a book online. It was from uh, like a hypnosis summit. And I think I paid ninety seven dollars, and this guy sent me a three hundred and eighty seven page manual plus like all this other stuff. I was going like I mean I, it would have taken me three or four months to read all the stuff he'd sent me and watch all his DVDs. I actually don't remember his name right now. He's is from England. So I read the book, and, and just one little chapter in the book was on sexual hypnosis. And I said, oh, my God, sexual hypnosis? That's, like, crazy. I never heard of it, you know? But it was immediately attractive to me. And then I found uh, I was in Dow Garden, and these two guys uh, came to Dow Garden from Bangkok, and they were going to uh, a seminar by Mark Cunningham, who is uh, called the Renegade Hypnotist. And he's got programs online. Uh, he's got some great YouTube videos. And I just bought Mark's program and just went through it. And I mean, within literally the first time I tried to hypnotize my girlfriend, I did. And um, the first fantasy I had her uh, do was um, I, I, convinced, I suggested that she was at the drive-in and she was making it for the first time in the backseat of a car. And we actually did it in the backseat of my car. Oh, wow. <laughs> and and she was so different under hypnosis. It was like it was like night and day. It was like I was pinching myself, going, "I can't believe this is happening." <laughs> so I was I was hooked after that. I just um, I started to write hypnosis scripts, and actually, uh, one of the products or two of the products that I have, one is called the Ravisher, and it's a hypnosex program with a man puts on this audio program uh, 20, 20 minutes before making love, and it makes him into a romance novel hero. And at the same time, uh, I have one for women called Unlimited Pleasure, where she puts it on 20 minutes before making love, and it, it breaks down all the barriers to uninhibited sex that most women have in terms of growing up, you know, from uh, parent pressure, peer pressure, church pressure, you know, women are walking around with all these constrictions in their body, and this hypnosex program is aimed at breaking down all those barriers so women can actually just have pleasure. So then the two of them get together, and of course, the guy's the ravisher now, the romance novel hero, and she's like completely open, and that makes for very good sex. Yeah, I bet. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there is so much in our culture, you know, around like, uh, vulva shaming and, you know, breasts are too big or they're too small or just a lot of stuff that women are dealing with uh, body conscious issues. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm wondering what are some of the most common concerns that women who come to you uh, are having? Well, just to, in terms of the vaginal massage work, the biggest complaint is they can have clitoral orgasms, but they feel numb inside their vagina. Right. That is like the number one thing. It's rare that I ever meet somebody that can't have an orgasm, especially, I mean, they can have problems having orgasms with a partner, but usually most women can have an orgasm with masturbating on their own. I mean, I have met a few that haven't uh, been, been able to do that. But um, in terms of the challenges women face in terms of just sex with men in general, that's, you know, everything you've ever heard of, you know, just all those common things and then uncommon things. but. I think, you know, one thing it boils down to is women are, are really only as expressive in bed as they perceive their partners want them to be. So if a guy is really open to a woman moaning and screaming and whimpering and moving, then she'll, she'll, she'll be much more likely to do that. So that's kind of an, of an underlying theme. But then, as you said, there's, you know, are my breasts too big or too small? You know, the, the whole body issue thing. And I, I don't know what to do about that. 
<laughs> you know, except I, what I tell women, if, if they are talking about that stuff, I'll say, you know what? If you get in bed and you're naked with a man, he's not thinking about any of that. He's just happy to be in bed with a naked woman. So forget about it. <laughs> but I'm not sure how much that helps, you know. Well, we just need that on repeat from all of society for the next maybe 50 years, and it might happen. Yeah. <laughs> right, and then labioplasty would go out of style and all of that. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's you know, relationships are, are not easy, and, um, and sex is powerful. You know, it's a very powerful force. I think what um, the vaginal massage people are trying to do is to, you know, find ways to normalize it and to just... I mean, I like to say what I'm into is opening women's hearts to love and their minds and bodies to pleasure, you know, because that's such a, a crucial part, you know, if the heart isn't opened, then, you know, the pleasure is not going to be fully felt and, and, and vice versa, you know. So um, the whole opening up the heart is is where I think the art of vaginal massage comes into. The other stuff, you can get really good results just, you know, having a good technique. But if a man isn't present and he's not, you know, with that person heart to heart, it, it's just not going to have the same energy as, as I'm sure you guys know. All right, Leonard, you have encountered countless vaginas, right? You've, you've touched <laughs> no, so I... many, you've touched so many pussies. And seen millions of vulvas. And so <laughs> what I'd love to share with the listeners is from a real professional's point of view that every woman is beautiful right? Because there's so many women Rachel has worked with that haven't even looked at their own vulva in their whole life. These are adult women and they've never even looked at themselves down there, maybe for fear or shame or because it doesn't look like what they see in the pornography movies that everything's all standardized and Barbie dollified. So what yeah. do you have to say to all the women out there, all the multitude and myriad of women that every single one is unique and different? What do you have to say to them? I'm just constantly blown away by how beautiful women are and how complicated they are and just how fascinating they are. And that includes their vaginas. You know, they, you know, everyone is different. They're all beautiful. It's, it can be such a spiritual experience. Part of the massage is once, once I, I'm about to massage their vagina, I'll often say, now I want you to press your legs together. I want you to make a conscious decision to open your legs as a gift. And that's how you should be having sex is when you have sex, open yourself as a gift because it is such a precious gift to the man. So start to look at yourself that way. Start to look at yourself as a gift because you are. So that's what I'd have to say to them is you're, you're a gift, you know, uh, and you're beautiful and, um, it's it's just mind blowing how the depth of women compared to men. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, you know, and from a kabbalistic standpoint, uh, women are born with their crown. They have to simply put the crown on their own head and become the queen that they that they already are. That is ah. their birthright, and then from there they find their king. And the feminine puts the crown on her king. Men can't do that ah, on their own. Yeah. Only the woman right. can do that. Uh, I, I totally get that. That's beautiful, and uh, and so true. Yeah, and I, I, it sounds like I'm putting men down for being incompetent and rough handling. I'm, I, I'm trying. I, I really don't. It's just this is what I I see out there, and it, it's easily remedied. You know, I mean, it really doesn't take much to to train yourself to be more competent and more present, and you know, with a more open heart. It just makes the whole sexual experience just so much better. For these women who are deep and rich and sensual and erotic, you know, and uh, they they deserve they deserve all this pleasure that their bodies can give them, and so many times, you know, it's just not happening. Right. Okay, I have a technical question for you now. We've talked about squirting a couple times. We've heard you mention this. I want to know from a doctor standpoint, what is this fluid, and where does it come from? How is this how is this even possible for female ejaculation? Yeah, I, I don't know that I, I can give a definitive answer on that because you know, I guess there's still there's still a lot of controversy. But yeah, I mean, mystery. to my mind, just from from a physiological standpoint, uh, it's all that fluid has to be coming from someplace that can hold fluid. 
And so I don't think it's coming from the little skin glands that, that hold, you know, an ounce or two of fluid there in the vagina. It's got to be coming through that urethra. And, and uh, I think it's just a very diluted form of, uh, of urine mixed with stuff that seems like semen, you know, seems like ejaculate as well. But it's female ejaculate. That, that's my that's my take on it. That's, that's what I read in The Guide to Getting It On, which is one of my favorite books. And, you know, it's, we quoted a, a research study there. So I, I don't know that there's a great answer, but that's, that's, that's what I believe. Well, and, you know, the, the tissue and the structure of female genitalia and male genitalia, though vastly different, are also quite similar in a lot of ways. And so that's that spongy part that is massaged for uh, in the ejaculate is very similar to the prostate, and so it's quite so it, it produces its own prostate-like fluid. Yeah, it, it does. So, yeah, so it's coming from somewhere. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it is still really veiled. Maybe it's part of the magic. I don't know. Right, right. <laughs> And there may be a certain point that we can overanalyze ourselves to death, you know? Maybe we allow a certain point of female mystery, feminine mystery, to exist without ah. putting it under the microscope. Right. Like, who cares? Well, I, Let I the ambrosia is, flow. This is one thing that, that you guys are, are actively doing, is trying to promote the enchantment of the world, you know? I mean, we've lost that, that kind of enchantment. The, the world is a beautiful, enchanting, mysterious place. And certainly women are a great example of that, you know? But um, it, it made me think of something else when you were when you were saying that is that um, when the squirting G spot orgasms, it's a, really a lot of times that basic move that you see in porno movies is a very good move. You know, it looks very rough and very fast. But if the woman has been prepared for it and you're using a lot of personal lubrication, that sort of uh, rough in and out where the fingers are coming right up against that G-spot very rapidly. Uh, and I, I tell people you really need to, to move from your shoulder, not your wrist or your elbow. Um, that works pretty well. And, and sometimes that's the only way that squirting G-spot orgasm response happens. Is it true that sometimes this isn't so much of an in and out motion, but it's more of a up and down? Exactly. Action? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not an in and out motion. It is, it is an up and down. And one of the things Jose taught me very early on was you can just press your, like, let's say you have two fingers in the vagina. You can press your fingers down first, way down against the floor, uh, way down against that perineal tissue, and then tap it up against the G spot. And he's Latin, so he does like a one, two, one, two, three. <laughs> but that's actually a very effective move for some women. Some women, uh, they, they can only have a squirting G-spot orgasm that way after they've, after they've kind of been initiated by the rougher kind of um, movements. But the other thing is most women can have a squirting G-spot orgasm. That's that's kind of another myth, I think, out there is that only some women can have these. Right. And, you know, that's uh, really, if the man knows what he's doing and the woman is relaxed and she trusts the man, they, I've never I've never run across a woman yet that can't have a squirting G-spot orgasm if those things are in place. Yeah, and it's all about, you know, where you put your attention, the energy then flows there. So if, like you've said, there's been this um, this block due to trauma or... Um, surgery or whatever, you know, where the brain has to sort of disconnect from that area of the body, then it will take some time to, to start yes. um, getting things flowing again. Yeah, and so, you know, if a woman has a partner, he's intent on learning stuff and, and trying it, and it doesn't work the first time or even the first three or four times, it can give up because typically it's what you're saying, you know, these traumas have to be released. You know, it's like anything. If you massage a tight neck, it's going to get looser. If you massage a tight vagina, it's going to get looser. And it's going to become more responsive. It's going to feel better, you know, more blood flow. All those things that happen in all the other parts of the body happen inside the vagina as well. Right. Yeah. And so this would especially be great for, like, who? Like women that have had uh, maybe multiple births or... Well, you know, from a therapeutic standpoint, it's going to be good. I mean, the first uh, indication that that would be a good thing to have therapeutically is if you're having a problem of some sort. You know, if you're if you're a multi-orgasmic woman that can have uh, 
cervical orgasms, A-spot orgasms, G-spot orgasms, clitoral orgasms, you know, you might enjoy a vaginal massage. You probably would really enjoy a vaginal massage. It might not be therapeutically uh, necessary. But if you if you already know that you can have a clitoral orgasm but not a vaginal orgasm, or you can have a vaginal orgasm but not a clitoral orgasm, well, that would be a, a very good indication. Uh, if sex is painful, you know, that would be another good indication. Right. Uh, if you just don't, you know, if something... You know, it's kind of like, you know, you're, you know you're going to have sex, but all of a sudden some part of you is shutting down. Well, that's, that's an indication that there's something that needs to be worked through. And I think, you know, women, if they would take the time and slow down and just kind of see what's going on down there during their sexual encounters, they, they'd probably get a sense of whether things are working the way they should or if there, if there are blockages there. Well, you know, and sadly, you know, we live in this world where everything is like instant gratification and like fast food and fast this and that. And uh, I, I remember reading a book, The Alchemy of Love and Lust, and, and a part of my heart just like weeps for this. There was a particular phrase where they talk about how in women's earlier sexual experiences, often um, it's just that heavy petting for like hours and hours and hours. And you have this, this young guy who's just like eager to get to the, to the fuck, right? And yeah, so he's yeah. willing to put in all the time of doing a lot of, you know, he- touching and, and what a woman really needs. I mean, you're saying that this, you know, takes about 45 minutes to work up to that. So yeah, the, the guys, the young guys were willing to do that. And then once they get a taste of going all the way, they're not quite as willing to put in that amount of time. Now, this isn't all men, but this was just what this book had, you know, said. And, oh, sure. and so, you know, then they just want, you know, quick, wham, bam. Uh, so women, yeah, often, the fun in that? they don't get that, that lengthy, long hours of touching and petting and, you know, to be able to let the flower open up, you know. Yeah, it's it's really such a shame, you know. One of the things, uh, one of the techniques that I use quite commonly is a it's a neurolinguistic programming technique for uh, reprogramming traumas. And so many times I use that on that first sexual experience where the woman's deflowered, and and usually, I mean, really, more than half the time, it's not a good experience. It might be an okay experience. But more than half the time, it's actually a bad experience. So you you just think that the first sexual, uh, in, you know, the first time you have intercourse, it's not a good experience, you know, and then you got to carry that through your whole life. So there's a way to go in and reprogram it so that that experience becomes much more pleasant. And um, and that in and of itself can just be so beneficial. Uh, you could I'd probably Google that, the NLP trauma release process. Uh, it doesn't take that long to learn, doesn't? It takes about a half hour, 45 minutes to do. It can be profoundly healing for women that have had a bad first, you know, deflowering. Or any bad experience. Yeah, exactly. Any bad sexual experience, that's true. Well, this topic is juicy, to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was bad, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> and so... How can people connect with you further? How can our listeners learn more about some of these topics you've been talking about? And if they really want to go all the way, how do they book a session with you in the Dow Gardens? In yeah, how cool. Um, well, my, my website is energysexuality.com, uh, and there's a free download there. It's called the Vaginal Massage Playbook. And it takes you through a basic vaginal massage, you know, how to set up the room, how to open the woman's heart, how to connect uh, heart-to-heart. So it takes you step-by-step through a basic vaginal massage, and that would be invaluable for anybody that wants to get into this um, sort of work. Uh, My book, Mastering the Art of Vaginal Massage, is available on Amazon. It's also available on my website. All the the things we talked about, I I talked about all my products except the Ninja Lovers Training Program, which is a manual for (laughs) cultivating uh, male sexual energy. So, um, and that's on my website as well. If they have a question for me, they can email me. My, my email address is drleonardmcgill at gmail.com. And I'd be happy to, um, to answer some questions from your listeners. Yeah, gosh, because, you know, when both people are running their sexual chi and purifying it and harnessing it, it's like out of this world. I mean. You yeah, well, get... you guys would probably know about that. Yes, huh? we do. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it's just, it's such a shame. You know, I tell my, my male friends about some of the stuff that I'm into and, and they just, they go, well, I'm a meat and potatoes kind of guy or, you know, the, the most we yeah. ever do is do a doggy style. And I go, oh my gosh, you know, there's this whole buffet out there and, and you're eating just like one little French fry, you know? <laughs> so it's, a, it is an amazing, it's an amazing world. And there is something on my website. It's called the, um, Thailand Sexual Experience and it talks about going to Chiang Mai and, um, and, you know, how to go ahead and do that. It's a, it's a beautiful place. I'll tell you, it's 82 degrees and sunny through December, January, and February every day. I've been there. This will be my third year. I've had six days of rain in two years there going three months out of each year. So it's just an amazing place. Oh, man. Christmas wow. in Thailand. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's a list. nice treat for yourself. And, totally. you know, the Vaginal Massage is just the, is just one part of it. You know, Master Chia, he's got a great place there. It's a, it's a wonder. You meet the most fascinating people there. Yeah, totally. So if Vaginal Massage feels like it's a little out of your league at this point, you can still go and have all kinds of other he- miraculous healing experiences, right? Like b- before we got yep. on the call, we were talking about, you know, all different kinds of massage and Taoist abdominal massage and colonics and the, de- the most delicious food and, yeah. It's a it's a wonderful treat for yourself. I, I highly recommend it. Yeah. Cool. Oh, wow. Well, thank you so much for being with us. I am Daniel Alcian, and I specialize in helping people live an ecstatic existence. Oftentimes, this means removing blockages and sometimes keying into your own abilities that you might have overlooked or bypassed. So the first way to do that is with a self-discovery session with me. I work with people from around the world via Skype. It's an in-depth questionnaire where we can really get into the heart of the matter and find out what is going on in your personal, physical, emotional, spiritual, and sexual life. And then together we can make a roadmap to the new you. So connect with me, Daniel, at ecstaticexistence.com. And you can check out the website ecstaticexistence.com for more. Yeah, and I'm Rachel Alcian, and I love connecting on Facebook as well as on my website, rachelalcian.com. And again, I would love to meet you in a self-discovery session as well. I also love going even deeper into a VIP day with me. That's a one-on-one day devoted just for you with me, or we could even extend it into a full weekend retreat just for you. So yeah, those are some of the, the many ways of working with me. And then Daniel and I, this spring, will be launching our... Our first couples at home study program. Yes, we've done in-person retreats, and now it's time for you to take this learning and wisdom and powerful transformation and romance into your home. So it's a four-week online at your own uh, leisure just really building passionate partnership and conscious communication and, of course, all the juicy sex stuff as well. So we're really excited to be launching that this spring. So get on the mailing list, ecstaticexistence.com. You can also get on rachelalcyon.com. That is R-A-C-H-E-L-A-L-C-Y-O-N-E. And get on the mailing list. We'll find the first updates about that program. Yeah, and be sure to tell all your friends. We love the support. Yeah, tell your friends about the show. Uh, Do the social media support. So drop likes on the episodes, share it with your friends, leave us comments and feedback. We love all of that. And as always, this show is listener-powered and supported. You can contribute to our Patreon account. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And look up Ecstatic Existence. All the links for everything we've discussed will be in the liner notes of the show. Yeah, your monthly contributions and energy exchange really help us out and help keep this show going so that we can have awesome guests like Leonard on that are going to totally transform your life. Like, who else is going to talk for an hour about pussy massage? Come on, people. (laughs) That's right. You can't find this stuff anywhere else. Right, yeah. So we really are dedicated to bringing you high-vibe, conscious content from powerful health and wellness leaders and experts from around the world. So... Your your monthly donations really help keep that going. Yeah, if you and found if you found value in this conversation, let us know. Stay tuned. We have so many more amazing guests coming up. Our listenership is growing every single week from places all over the world. We see the the dots light up on the map from where people are tuning in from, and it's, it's really very exciting. exciting. Thank you so much, Leonard. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. So fun. Much love. Keep it juicy, everybody. 
gotten into is opening women's hearts to love and their minds and bodies to pleasure. Hearts to love and their minds and bodies to pleasure. Hearts to love and their minds and bodies to pleasure. Hearts to love and their minds and bodies to pleasure. Hearts to love and their minds and bodies to pleasure. Hearts to love and their minds and bodies to pleasure. Hearts to love and their minds and bodies to pleasure. Hearts to love and their minds and bodies to pleasure. Hearts to love and their minds and bodies to pleasure. Hearts to love and their minds and bodies to pleasure. Hearts to love and their minds and bodies to pleasure.